0: A wise man once said, every journey begins with the first step. Come with me, my friends, as together we travel down the roadway of geekdom in our never-ending quest to find the joy and fun in what we love. However our final destination may not be where we intended, for on this journey, tangents This episode of Tangents Abound is dedicated to the memories of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. World and the galaxy, a little bit darker now. Also, our thoughts and prayers go to young Miss Billy Lord. For Though we lost icons and a princess, you lost a mother and grandmother and our thoughts and prayers go with you. Hello there my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, we have a we have a great episode to do today. Whoo. As I've been mentioning for many episodes about my excitement for Rogue One, well, I'll just say this right now that movie did not disappoint. So, in a little bit Me and a buddy of mine, we are pretty much going to spend an hour and a half just gushing over this movie. (laughs) Oh, and also it got a little loopy because I found out that when you record at 2.30 in the morning, yeah, things tend to get a little (laughs) loosey-goosey. So that, uh, I had to do a little bit of bleeping, so... (laughs) Oh, but before we get into our main discussion for... This episode, I have some feedback. Um, Our first uh, bit of feedback is an email from our good buddy, my semi-regular co-host, Gene. And his email is the Super Sons. So this is feedback on uh, episode 15, Perfect Strangers. And Gene writes, Aaron. To answer your Nielsen question, the way it worked, then, was that the box listened to the audio of what you were watching. That way, even if you flipped channels, everything got the appropriate credit." Oh, okay. So this was in response to my question as to whether or not you were allowed to channel surf with this uh, Nielsen rating box thingy. Gene continues. You know, when you said that you were going to talk about the sons of Superman and Batman, I half expected you to pull out a Bob Haney issue. Of course, that would require you to have Emily Middleton on as a guest, since I consider that her realm of expertise. Okay, let me just explain two things. Bob um, Bob Haney wrote, I think it was in the nineteen seventies, an issue of (laughs) a few issues called the Sons of Superman and Batman, and um, it was wacky. Uh, I'll say that it was wacky. And Emily Middleton can be found on the relatively geeky podcast network with Shot. With Short Box Showcase and with her papa, uh, Professor Allen, aka the uh, official Latvian ambassador to the United States, more specifically, uh, Central Ohio's Latvian ambassador. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. I love listening to their shows. And Professor Allen has a great show called Quarter Bin Podcast, where he reviews comics that he paid. Only a quarter for sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not so great, but either way, it's worth every penny. Insert insert shameless plug here. Alrighty, Gene's email continues. It was interesting to note that Crypto can actually bite and injure Superman. This makes sense, though, since they are both Kryptonian, which means they're on the same plane of power level. So, if my dog can bite me and pierce my skin, it's logical to assume that it would be the same for Superman and Crypto. And uh, I'll <laughs> I'll make sure that you uh, understand wh- what's going on with that uh, gene off air so that uh, you don't just think Crypto went rabid and we have to replay o- Old Yeller. I don't know if I could take that. I lost Old Yeller. I don't know if I could lo- stand loose in Crypto. Tangent time. Thank you, my semi-regular co host for getting tangents in meals. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for pronouncing Damien's grandfather's name correctly. Nothing annoys me more than someone pronouncing Raz instead of Raish. Okay, people not calling it Walt Disney World annoys me more, but this is certainly number two on the list. Well, Gene, uh, the way I learned how to pronounce it as Raish was you know, Batman the Animated Series. When you have David Warner and Kevin Conroy saying, Raish, there you go. It's in stone. <laughs> I kept expecting Liam Neeson to go, no, it's Raish, not Roz. Ra'sh. And that didn't happen, so I was kind of disappointed in that. Other than that, it's a really good movie. Except for the ending. And the climax. And the uh, microwave emitter that can vaporize water in steel pipes but not instantly kill human beings and animals since you know we're made up of what 75 80 percent of what's being you know evaporated and liquefied and wouldn't also that much microwave you know instantly radiate the entire city anyway uh, okay comic books we'll just go with comic books <laughs> back to gene's email Back to the story at hand. If anything were to drive a wedge between Batman and Superman, it would be exactly this. Damien running unauthorized tests on John would certainly tick off Clark enough to bash into the Batcave. Not the best way to start off the new World's Finest Team. Well, that's because they're not the World's Finest Team, Gene. They're the World's Smallest. (sighs) Plus, I have a feeling this may be addressed in the Super Sun uh, series coming out later coming out early next year, I should say. (laughs) It sounds like the creative team on this book are, like you said, firing on all cylinders. It's nice to know that the DC that I love seems to be coming back, slowly but surely. As a parent, I can tell you they, they certainly got the concern right. It's tough to have your child go out and do something on their own, but they have to in order to grow. It doesn't mean that you don't keep an eye out for them, but you don't do it by hovering right over them, literally in Clark's case. <laughs> that doesn't do either of you any favors. Jean, your grateful semi-regular co-host. P.S. This was the first time I've ever been called super cool or amazing, so please thank your sister for me. She uh, knows, she appreciated it, and uh, I'm sure you've been called super cool, at least by your little girl and if not Princess Kira, you need to call your dad super cool because you know he's a great dad and your mom is also a great mom so like, give him a hug from for me from your uh, yeah just give him a hug, okay <laughs> Oh that was awkward. <laughs> PPS if you ever decide to cover gargoyles, I'm in I love that show. I think we can do that, Gene. I have some plans. I'd love to cover at least the opening pilot movie with you. Because, yeah, it's just awesome. And, you know, if you could work to get a uh, fresh, young perspective on that, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> uh, if we can bring more people into you know, the 90s Disney afternoon, all the more so, because... Friends, I recently discovered that in addition to Gargoyles being on DVD, there's Tailspin, there's Darkwing, there's DuckTales, and there's the Rescue Rangers. Yep, time to, one, go into mind-numbingly blinding debt, and two, relive my childhood. Woo! And also, there's a reboot of... (laughs) No, not reboot of not that kind of reboot. It's a reboot of DuckTales. Yes. And there's a YouTube video with the voice cast singing the DuckTales theme song. And apparently this was how they announced the cast, so kudos for that. But then came who's playing Uncle Scrooge. It is David Tennant. Yes. The 10th Doctor is Uncle Scrooge. Let the... Tardis jokes begin because I know that I'm so hoping that there's a joke where somebody walks up to the money man and goes, huh, you know, it's not as big as I thought. And, you know, Uncle search goes, trust me, it's bigger on the inside. You know, <laughs> that joke just writes itself. So if I can come up with it, I know uh, other people can as well. Okay, now I also got um, a comment from Dave uh michael venny and i apologize dave if i mispronounce your last name and this was a comment for my uh preview for last episode the lost land and tribute and for some reason dave i don't know what happened but libson did not let me post it to the uh to the um uh site so i apologize i have no idea what happened but thanks to my uh Notifications, I have your comments, so I will make sure that you get full credit. So Dave says, Thank you for this wonderful and moving tribute to Sean Angle. I became a fan of Sean's work through the Parallel Lines podcast he did with Michael Bradley. Although I was only a listener, I too felt a closeness. I recall vividly reading the news of Sean's passing last year, and it was a terrible shock. I pray for the peace and well being of his wife and daughters. I couldn't have said it better myself, Dave. And again, I thank everyone for their contributions to that show. I'm humbled and honored for the love and support that I received, and it I'm trying not to s- sound like I'm tooting my own horn, because for this, I definitely don't want to. But it is, with no doubt and by far, the most listened to show on the, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> I won't go into exact numbers, but uh, I can safely say we hit some very high exponents. <laughs> So thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to that episode, and I hope um, that, you know, if you enjoy the show, leave me some comments or, uh, you know, stick around. Um, I don't want to sound mercenary, but, you know, I hope you had a good time listening to um, some of the little less serious episodes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying not to sound mercenary and, and be a jerk about it, so... Uh, I, I hope, uh, and, and I'm not a great wordsmith, my friends, as you well know, so I, I hope my sentiments are, uh, are understood. Okay, well, <laughs> now with the feedback out of the way, and it's very much appreciated, and if you'd like to leave some feedback, again, you can uh, leave comments on the Lipson page at tangentsmound.libsyn.com if you were unaware of that. Uh, If you're finding the show through um, the Two True Freaks Network uh, podcast host, and who were so, so incredibly generous to allow me to uh, post that episode to their network, that was a huge honor and and really one of the highlights of the year for me. I mean, that, that meant more to me than... A lot of things that happened to me this year, and now that the year's wrapping up, there's been some great things, there's been some not so great things in my life personally, but uh, this is one of the best things, and I appreciate it so, so much. Also, I need to give a little update on the state of the show. My uh, real life has gotten kind of crazy and hectic in the past few months, even more so than uh, I planned, so that's been cutting into my uh, podcast recording time, and I apologize, but I will not be able to keep up the uh, weekly schedule for the foreseeable future, so Tangents Unbound is going to go to a bi-weekly schedule. I apologize, but... It's going to give me a little bit more time to get the episodes to where I'm happy with them because, (laughs) well, I'm not much of an artist, but I'd like to give my friends the best uh, show I can, and I need a little extra time now to get the shows to where I want them to be, and more so where Harley wants them to be, so, you know, she doesn't have to make quite as many appearances and can stop. Digging her claws into me when I mess up. <laughs> I- I'm starting to run out of band-aids.
1: Meow. Uh,
0: yes, yes. Uh, I- I've got your treats here, ma'am. J- 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 meow. Y- yes, yes. I made sure that they're the ones you like. Meow. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll-, we'll-, we'll talk off air. Meow. Okay. Alrighty, my friends. Well, without out of the way. It- Again, I'm sorry for for not being quite as energetic for the intro as I normally am, but, um, you know, as the opening dedication stated, we lost some good people. I know people have, uh, passed away every day, but, uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we won't go any further into that, because while we lost people we never knew, and to be on you know to be perfectly honest, there's a young woman out there who's lost both her mother and grandmother, literally days apart. So, yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to young Miss Billy Lord, and I really hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. It's been uh, hard finding that. Also, on the plus side, I will be checking out Scream Queens, simply because I didn't know she was Carrie Fisher's daughter. So, I'm going to check it out and see how uh, much of her mom and her grandma are, are in her. Alrighty. Well, let's uh, turn the show up a bit. <laughs> so, we'll be uh, right back after a short break. Plug for a great show for a lost friend. And then when we get back, me and Scott McGregor will be talking Rogue One, A Star Wars Story.
2: Wow, I'm really glad I decided to pony up and take my wife to Italy for her birthday. The food, the sights, the atmosphere, it's all just so perfect. Too bad I had to ask if there was a comic book shop located at the Vatican. Uh, maybe it wasn't the brightest thing to do on her birthday, but granted, I'm certain I've done things way more foolish than that.
3: Good afternoon.
2: Gah! Where did you come from, and who the heck are you?
3: My name is Dufo de Manzo, and where I come from is none of your concern. What is of your concern is that I have an offer to make of you, an offer that you should not refuse.
2: Uh, oh, okay. What is it?
3: I have listened to your podcasts, and it just so happens that I am in the podcasting business myself. Someday I will ask a favor of you, one that I hope you will repay to me in good faith. When you do so, you will become a part of my family, and your show will prosper along with it.
2: Oh, that sounds great. What do I need to do?
3: You will know when the time is right. Until then, I wish you and your lovely wife the happiest of times in my fair country uh, Oh, okay cool
2: some time has passed and that does it for another episode of just one of the guys thanks everyone for listening and I'll catch you all next week
3: bravo bravo, bravo.
2: Ha, how the hell did you find me and tap, uh, how did you get in my house
3: Do not worry yourself with such trivial matters. I have seen your work with this podcast, and I have come to accept the favor that is owed to me.
2: Uh, but you never said what you wanted from me.
3: That is true, so let me restate it now. Wait, what? I have started up a brand new podcasting venture entitled Two True Freaks. I am setting them up with their own website, twotruefreaks.com. And I am gathering a podcast such as yours that have gained my favor to become a part of the Two True Freaks podcast network. I will do the honor of putting the Just One of the Guys on the Two True Freaks network, and in return, our debt will be settled.
2: Oh, okay. Hey, wait, what debt?
3: Do you accept my offer?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, does this mean I'll get paid for the show finally? No. Oh, okay. Well, does it mean that I'll get some cannoli?
3: Of course. The D'Amanzo family originated cannoli. In fact, we are known the world over for our stuffing of creamy fillings in the tubes. Come check out Just One of the Guys
2: or every Friday at 2TrueFreaks.com. Excellent,
1: yes.
0: Ho <laughs> ho! <laughs> That Good was times, in, huh? <laughs> that was intense,
1: yeah, it's very intense. It's, I think I'm still processing it <laughs>
0: oh we're we're gonna be processing this till the d v d comes out, and then we'll be analyzing it frame by frame,
1: mhm, well, I'm going again soon if I can possibly afford it. I know that much. <laughs> I can't afford
0: it. I'm going Sunday,
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear that
0: oh, oh. I, okay. Since this is going to be on an episode, I'm going to say this right now. Spoilers, 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 and more spoilers are about to abound. If you have not seen this movie, stop listening now. Go see it. End of rant.
1: <laughs> Good. That, that answers my next question, too. So.
0: Oh, what was that?
1: <laughs> if this was going to be spoiler-free or not. Then oh, no, that, no, ta- no, 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 ta- no, no. Tape <laughs> my mouth shut now. or <laughs> we, I'd have
0: to tape my mouth shut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't be much of a podcast.
0: Yeah, it's it's really good. Go see it. Okay, bye, Scott.
1: <laughs> yeah, precisely.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. First off, I did not think that it would tie into A New Hope that close, you know?
1: No, pretty much uh, right on its doorstep, yeah, <laughs> right before, because it's like, pause here for the opening crawl of episode four.
0: Yeah, but while yeah. Leia goes, make, goes and makes the hyperspace jump, that's the opening crawl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Also, I love the new characters, I will never learn their names, and it appears I won't have to, with the exception of, you know, Jin and Cassian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Old
0: I, I didn't expect that. I I figured most were weren't going to make it. You know, like in the Dirty Dozen.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, which is pretty much kind of what this was in a way. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I didn't expect it to end with everyone.
1: No, me either. I I, I thought Disney would be, you know, but it's smart. It's the smart play because you know it it's gonna feel like a real shoehorn to to make the characters do anything past this one if they survived because you already have the next nine movies set True. out for you. So, so, well, you know, they, 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 could, they could
0: have been off doing, you know, covert, covert ops stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, which I would have been happy to see, you know, plenty more of. But
0: Yeah, they they could have done, um, you know, a book series or comic series. I would have bought it, no question.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there was some kind of prequel novel to this film that helped fill in some of the gaps, which um, yeah, kind of a pet peeve of mine. But
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Catalyst. I mm-hmm. it's on my uh, queue. I haven't read it because I wanted to see the movie first. From what I get, it's the relationship between um, Galen, Krennic, and Galen's wife, and it's, uh, okay. and, it's, and it's why Galen, you know, decided to go into hiding, and not finish the Death Star.
1: Right. No, I I can pretty much piece that together through the context of the movie, though, so that's oh, yeah. nice that it didn't, you know.
0: Yeah, it's not one of those you have have to read this to find out what's going on on, like, Arrow Season 2. Right. <laughs> Thank you. So are, are we
1: officially in show now? I mean, are oh, you? Oh, yeah, we've been in show. Oh, okay, cool. You know, you could, you're even looser than I am with the... Uh... The whole starting thing, so that's good. Oh, cool.
0: I'll, I'll probably record an intro, I always do, but right now I'm just... I, I just got back from the theater, I'm spewing.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's a, I know, I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, he's going to be like on a super Star Wars rush, it's going to be like better than double caffeine coffee. And it no, it was. <laughs> it
0: answered questions we never realized we had, but now it's like, well, why didn't we ask these questions? Yeah. Like, why were there only like... Four a few Y-wings at the Battle of Yavin. This is why.
1: Yeah.
0: Why was Luke Red 5?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I just found a... Uh, io9.com mm. or io9gizmodo.com, I guess it is now, has a little article up already today about uh, all major Star Wars cameos and connections you may have missed in Rogue One. And they, they actually missed quite a few. And and showed me several that I missed completely, but it was just chock full of them, almost to a fault. A couple that they threw at us were a little heavy-handed, I thought.
2: Oh,
1: like which ones? Uh, what are their names? Running into the, the uh, cantina guys from...
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Dr. Averzan
0: <laughs> and, and Pondo Baba. Baba.
1: That was just a little... <laughs> Yeah, that, that, I, I didn't mind the jug of blue milk sitting oh. directly in the middle of the frame of the the shot. Cause yeah, this,
0: yeah, th- that that was how I knew they're being faithful. I'm like blue milk.
1: Yeah, but these guys got to get to Tatooine in like a week at this point. You know, I, I just I'm not buying it. So I don't know. I don't know where Jendu is in comparison yeah. to Tatooine, but I'm uh, feeling it's far. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, well, hey, I mean, we we fired off a beam that you know was t- traveled across the entire galaxy to wipe out a planet in thirty seconds. So, you know, wibbly wobbly, Star Wars time is more wibbly wobbly than a TARDIS. Yeah. Because <laughs> should, shouldn't Han Definitely. and Leia shouldn't Han and Leia have died on the Falcon before even getting out of the Hoth system from you know old age?
1: Well, I, I have very few nitpicks, you know, that, that was just this very small one. Because I knew it was going to be chock full of, of good little Easter eggs, but...
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, friends, uh, there, there's one thing I have to mention. Well, there's two- There's a bunch. But you, you know how in Captain America 3 Civil War, and yes, that's the official name, despite what the marketing may say... <laughs> You know how in the opening scene we see Robert young Robert Downey Jr.? Well, in this movie, the ILM took that technology and ran with it. We see
1: Fully Parkin. Realized, yeah.
0: And, I mean, it looks like Peter Cushing rose from the dead.
1: I'm not sure they should have gone for it, but... I'm not unhappy that they did. Uh, it was weird, and it did look like a video game, it, that's what it is, it, essentially. But
0: Yeah, it, it was a little too cgi
1: what, what Actually, I've been thinking a lot about it, obviously. I saw it about 12 hours before you did, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I almost don't think it was pale enough. It almost looked too real. It, I, going back and looking at some pictures of Tarkin, it's like, they almost put too much color in his cheeks. Yeah, I was like,
2: man, yeah, he looks really rosy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so, I, I was like,
0: I, I don't remember him being having that pinkest flesh tone. But yeah, uh, I think uh,
1: that took me out of it more than you know than the CGI itself, because like in you know episode four, Tarkin's a vampire essentially, oh, just yeah, he's another like, minion of darkness, and he's just got so this undead sheen to his face, almost and. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's, I think they added too much color. Just tone it back one level, guys. And you got them. You know, well, ma- the ma- voice ma- was dead on. You could just oh, close your eyes and.
0: I guarantee. And- now I I stayed for the credits and I was looking, but I may have missed it, or they may not have said it. But I can say with probably ninety nine percent certainty that the voice actor of Tarkin is the same voice actor who does Tarkin in the Rebels series.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Um, I think I read that. Even I think I spoiled myself on him being in it and, and read that somewhere before I saw it. Um, either that, or I, I bet I would almost bet it's some kind of hybrid of that and them actually producing, you know, engineering sentences from from voice samples from Cushing himself because it was just right on.
0: You mean like they did with Red Leader and Gold Leader?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was... Just, I
0: went nuts. Yeah,
1: yeah completely. <laughs> i um, like,
2: gold leader! School
1: leader! Yeah, you know, we got Princess... It talked about ending it, episode four. Yeah, we got Princess Leia accepting the plans, basically. And giving <laughs> so, the
0: last line of the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and now, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, episode four, A New Hope? We're not just talking Skywalker anymore.
1: No, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> We're talking the hope of the rebellion because they were ready to fold. They're Uh, in a
1: weird place. It was, it was great seeing a lot of the nuance that we're getting in like shows like rebels. And, and, you know, we got more troops on the ground, a lot of it, you know, in clone wars, but, mm -hmm. um, man, this was just, you find out the rebellion is a ruthless rebellion. They're willing to kill their own. Even if, if, secrets are in danger and you know it's a true guerrilla resistance and
0: it, it definitely darkened the white hats a bit. I'll say yeah. That. Because I mean Cassian the I I call him mustache guy cuz that's how I remember him or yeah. you know not Biggs.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: And okay, real quick, I am I don't know if they couldn't get the rights or if the the, the actors estates or whatever wouldn't let them, but you know if you're going to put in Red Leader Throw in some shots of Wedge and Biggs and Porkins.
1: Yeah, that that almost seemed weird that that didn't happen. Um, and I, yeah, I can't think of any particular reason. Maybe that was it. Maybe they just didn't. Oh, I don't really want to be a digital character for five minutes in a Star Wars movie. They either want me to come back and act or not. <laughs> well, mo- most of them have passed away. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, I guess they would have at this point. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I follow, um, like, the net and they... Mm-hmm. They'll post whenever, uh, even the bit actors pass away. So
1: I know we've um, lost a good chunk of uh, Imperial commanders over the last few years. I've been seeing a couple of those because the one guy that was on Game of Thrones was General Veers or something. I think. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm probably wrong uh, there. But...
0: No, no. Uh, the the guy on um, from Game of Thrones was, um, Lor Santaca in The Force Awakens. He's the guy who gave. Oh, the plans that Kylo Ren cut in half.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. The, the, I was sworn there was another one on there that was just like random, you know, Imperial Commander Number Three. That I
0: think it, <laughs> I think it was uh, the guy who did play General Revere's the the bad guy from the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes,
1: right? yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah,
0: I don't remember remember his name, but uh, I just know him as that guy. Oh. Man, first man.
1: tangent goes to me. Yay! Uh, <laughs>
0: oh, they abound. I don't keep track, <laughs> but uh, gee. the space battle. Oh,
1: <laughs> dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, where do you even begin? You're just you've got everything going through your head right now. Like you, you have. This, this, you have oh my god! This. I'm still there too.
0: You have dozens of tie fighters. You have squadrons of X and Y wings. You have transports. You have. You have the frigate Redemption and apparently a couple other you know frigates you've got blockade runners and you have so many rebels call b- outs with this thing
1: yeah, oh yeah you and have, I didn't even realize how many you apparently you can see the ghost like three times you can oh. see chopper they page wait wait wait, uh, wait wait wait
0: wait wait you got to see chopper
1: uh, that's what I'm seeing in this art. no I didn't personally I missed him completely no, but
0: no. okay wait, where's this article saying chopper's in
1: so it's io9.gizmodo.com. I can show you the link, yeah, shoot, actually. Shoot, shoot, shoot oh. that, yeah. I keep forgetting I have the technology. Um, chat. So they seem to miss all the ones from the Clone Wars, but let's see. Uh, yeah, I was in
0: Pondabamba. Okay. And they
1: page Hera, General Yes, General Syndulla. Oh,
0: I'm sure. Hope went ballistic. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm, I can't wait to hear her thoughts on it. And I'm trying to get her on the roundtable we might do. Um, she's promised to at least record something for me. Uh, of- let's see. Yeah. Finally, during the battle on Scarif, Rebel communications officer intercepts the signal about the battle and runs out to Mon Mothma. As he does on the left side of the frame, the Rebel's droid chopper can be seen rolling along. So it's like okay, blink okay. and you miss it, but...
0: Oh my God! If that, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for that now. Yeah,
1: and the There's Hammerhead Cruiser is well, the uh, cruisers that they they stole for the rebellion.
0: You first, and you first see the ghost outside Yavin Four when Jin and Cassian get ready to go to Jeddah. There's a wide shot of the outside of the base and the ghost. Well, that's good. We know at least the ghost and chopper make it to Episode Four. Yeah. And, come on, Jimmy Smits as... Well, ma- making... well maybe.
1: I, I guess I could have... I was joking with Honeywell about that, because I'd seen the the one article that said, oh, this might be the ghost in, in this photo. So I got a little spoiled on that one. I'm just like, well, that would be an easy way to knock off the Rebels cast, you know, and not have to explain where they were in the original trilogy. They just died at the Battle of Scarif. Just, boom, there goes the ghost. Oops. But thankfully, they weren't that cruel,
0: <laughs> and it finally explained why, oh, you know one little proton torpedo blew up the death star, yeah, it was intentional. it was a fuse
1: it's almost <laughs> wow it's it's almost it's like the death of a forty year old meme man it's, uh, I don't know if the nerd community can handle it. You know, because they're just like, well, those idiots in the Empire just don't know how to build their space stations. Like, yeah. nope. Sabotage.
0: Sabotage. <laughs> sabotage? <Yeah.
1: laughs> so I love it. Yeah, I mean, it, it made sense. I don't think it ever needed to be said, but it's just kind of cool that they bothered to say it. You know? And,
0: and I'm so happy we got to see General Dodonna. Yeah. Because everybody was like in the trailer, where's General Dodonna? Why isn't he on Yavin? He should
1: be there. I uh, just got uh, to see a lot of different, you know, planets than we usually do in the movies. But, yeah, I mean, Honeywell, you know, literally just, uh, like, screamed out loud when they were doing all the planet names. And Yavin yeah, 4 came up. And,
3: oh, I should have. I wish I could have been there for that one. Uh,
1: we we had to drive through a blizzard to get to our showing. But there were some troopers out. There were a good uh, 20, 25 people in our theater. Which probably normally would have been filled, but that was all right because we got the two lazy boys almost right down in front.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, my theater just in the theater, the nice theater we go to just installed those. Mm Oh, I was like, our row somehow. I was like, they they had it as reserved seating, so I was like, the only and there were six of us, and I didn't want to break any of us up. So the only row I could find was like the fourth row, and I'm like, "Oh i I hope this isn't super close. it we got literally I somehow lucked into the best seats in the whole theater. We were dead center nice. of the screen on these big, lazy boys, and I'm like, "Ah oh, dude, <laughs> oh, and we can't not talk about him."
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean
0: we f- first off I I was wondering why is he in the back to tank? Why is Vader in the back to tank.
1: I'm assuming that's going to be the, one of the novel. The novelization of it will probably go into that a little more. Just figure maybe the organic stuff needs a little recharge every now and then. He's got to come out of the suit and Ooh.
0: yeah, that's a, that's a good. You'd thing. want to
1: bathe him every now and then. <laughs> yeah, Peter yeah. would want to get in the nooks and crannies occasionally. Yeah, that. Uh, that, you know,
0: <laughs> a little soothing I aloe. Mean, well. He's
1: supposed to be big and imposing, but not necessarily bo imposing. Uh, <laughs> don't need to rule by. By bad hygiene I,
0: <laughs> I, of... I like I that theory My, <laughs> mine is this takes place right after that season 2 Rebels finale
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he's recovering from the battle with Ahsoka
1: yeah. it hasn't been a force choke all along it's just been body odor that's, that's <laughs> how he takes people off. but out.
0: yes we did get a fo- force choke <clears throat> in this movie I was so happy
1: Choke on your aspirations. And even like a Schwarzenegger type line with it. Oh, I know.
0: It was like, (laughs) don't choke on your aspirations. aspirations. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And then the airlock scene. Yeah. (sighs) Just, it's all, friends, since you, you know what I'm talking about, because it's a completely dark hallway. You see a bunch of rebel troopers. You meet, like, then all you hear is the breathing. And I'm like, oh, turn on the saber, turn on the saber, turn on the saber.
1: It's like the deleted scene to the beginning of episode four, basically. And it's badass beyond words. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just... And he's using force powers. We've never seen Vader, you know, on film use. We've seen him use stuff like this in Rebels. But... I mean, he threw one guy into the air, held him against the ceiling, and just shoved his <laughs> saber right through him. Yeah,
1: and just then sliced him. Yeah, it was completely badass. Uh, and it know- was even a little off-putting. Um, the friend I went to see it with was like, I, I kind of miss Slow Vader, though. That was Slow Vader. So it's like, Yeah, he was. He was just slow and, and unmovable, you know, unstoppable object. But he was slow. Yeah, he, you know, he, he, he was, was all- a running to. He yeah. wasn't cruising through these guys at top speed. Jedi speed. Yeah, he, he doesn't was, need to anymore. He just yeah, he,
0: he was just striding through it.
1: Takes his time, you no. Know?
0: You know, and actually I'm thinking that guy on the ceiling, I don't even think he slashed. I think he just held his lightsaber up and kept walking.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one I'm going to need to replay many times over when I someday own the Blu-ray. <laughs> uh,
0: but I'm sure that's going to be a GIF somewhere. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And now let now just so much good stuff. Jen was a great character. You you got into her head. You realized bad stuff had happened to this girl. She she's been a freedom fighter since a little kid. And apparently Saul Guerrero has gone insane.
1: Yeah, well, I was telling, he was he was Colonel Kurtz from, you know, now basically yeah <laughs> and the rebels were sending you know people to take out their own one of their own allies it was completely hard you know heart of darkness uh apocalypse now it was awesome um I, I need to know more about that story i still haven't gotten to where he shows up in in clone wars
0: okay in in clone wars it's uh season five it's mm-hmm. the first arc um I, he was a hard-edged soldier.
1: Yeah, I'm getting that. <laughs> he
0: was nowhere near this.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm I, sure a lot of that's covered in the in the book before this too. Had you know, there's there was obviously some kind of snap that went on there. Yeah,
0: I yeah, yeah. that, that, that that poor Bodie pilot guy. I don't know what that tele you know brain reading monster slug thing was, but yeah. Oh, that that was horrifying. I, I was like, oh, "Oh, God, is this becoming a Japanese hentai?" <laughs>
1: yeah, every time I sit there for a second, I, I, uh, I could
0: I could see this becoming a port. I really don't want yeah. that.
1: But no, you know, it, it looked like it, it was a Star Wars monster, though it was a it was definitely a Star Wars e monster. I thought, you know, but you know, we've obviously both watched too much anime for that to not at least under our heads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and. Could we say that this may be the darkest Star Wars movie?
1: Certainly got the highest. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can count body counts because they all have battle-y stuff going on, you know, and, and minions dropping by the dozens. Right. But, yeah, they haven't taken out the entire cast of main characters before, so <laughs> I think you've got got to give it points for that. Uh, ballsy move, man. I mean.
2: Yeah.
3: And
1: And maybe Disney might shoot themselves in the foot when this thing makes $2 billion or something. And they were like, well, a sequel probably would have made us also another $2 billion. Uh, But they made the right call. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they're going to just kind of slip this into canon. And they did. You can't betray what's coming after it too much or it's going to piss some people off. Honeywell actually pointed out a couple. This mysterious Honeywell I'm talking about is a friend of mine that. Two True Freaks people know well, but maybe your audience might not, so I, I My apologize. audience
0: are Two True Freaks.
1: <laughs> Mostly, yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I have Gene. All my
1: co-hosts are my uh, listeners.
0: I, I, I have Gene <laughs> and my sister. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much it, so. That's
1: yeah, someone else to find you. And, um, and
0: plus, after this, the you know, the Sean episode, they'll, they'll at least recognize the the, the name.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm Speaking
0: of, not, not to toot my own, own horn, but... Uh, That is actually my highest downloaded episode ever.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is just from the the crossover traffic you're getting from from the freaks because it's uh, definitely worth the listen, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, hard to
1: listen to, but you know.
0: Yeah, and it did
1: not escape me when I went yesterday. What day that was, either. So that was, yeah, Yeah, that one was for Sean too. (laughs) Another one he's unfortunately missing, but. Probably actually has better seats than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> got an advanced screening, I'm sure.
0: Oh, that was. I would have loved to have seen the round table with him on this one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just th- there's too much to talk about, you know. In just you know twenty minutes of.
1: Yeah, you got to rein this in, man. This is your party. Um... <laughs> <laughs> cause I'll oh. just babble like you are. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. still on high from it. And,
0: uh, and, and we got Ben Kenobi references. We got, you know, I have to go get this old friend of mine. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: I feel kind of weird about how much I enjoyed this as opposed to, because one of my big gripes about Star Trek Into Darkness, I know completely different people, franchise, etc. But one of my gripes about that was kind of the heavy-handed way that they threw in the fan service and like, oh, look, here's Harry Mudd's ship, and here's a Tribble, and the Tribble's going to be magical and save the day at the end of the movie. Spoilers. Uh And uh, I just thought it was done badly there, but it was, for the most part, done very well, and I just maybe it's because I lean a little more Star Wars than Star Trek, but...
0: Well, you know, uh, I I don't mind Star Trek Eastworks, but but when you have yeah yeah magic triple blood, you know magic, cl- uh, magic human blood that brings people back to life.
3: Uh, let's let, is, let's, not talk, about it?
0: let's not talk about intergalactic. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, um, and also, I'm just pulling up this article: the Darth Vader's castle. Yeah. That is on Mustafar.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is just a little weird, but I guess now, the Emperor wanted him to remember where he came from.
0: <laughs> maybe. Also, it may be where we see Snoke hanging out for eight. That would be... That That place seemed too interesting just to, you know, throw away for five minutes of screen time.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's just speculation is that they might be traveling back there for episode eight or something. Mm. Uh which would make a lot of sense considering where that those episodes are going. Yeah, yeah, they're being very sly about they're they're doing kind of what Lucas did for the prequels and they're, they're throwing the kitchen sink of connections and and references at us, but I think they did it a lot easier in this and organically. And mm. It's That's- just fit in. So this was, you know, this was episode 3.5. This is- yeah. It's fit in there nicely. <laughs>
0: and the best part was with all the Easter 0.99,
1: eggs. really. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 0.99 cuz yeah. yeah, like we said, the the movie literally ends with Leia holding it actually
1: overlaps the, the next movie just slightly. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it it opens with you know, it ends with Leia holding the Death Star plans and the Tantive IV jumping into hyperspace. Opening crawl there's a new hope
1: yeah now, now let's talk about the one glaring what the uh what the f uh moment in this movie though which was the the title or lack thereof I
0: yes Snow opening crawl
1: well we i knew that i've seen press on that for a while but it's just like they didn't even attempt it's almost like they forgot to put a title in the movie and like the last minute the, you know the press screening or something and like well where's doesn't even say what the movie's called anywhere. Yeah, it's
0: just like, there's the opening scene. <laughs> it just,
1: they just flash it in, like, Bang, Rogue one, one scene. And no no, even a Star Wars story after it. Just Rogue One, blam. It looked like, you know, a, a quick Photoshop slide or something. A and, and <laughs> PowerPoint and the, slide. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and not even the classic theme, you know, just to say, da, 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 you know. Re- rebels and clone wars had better openings and they're 5 seconds
1: yeah 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 I, I almost would have loved to have heard something i guess you couldn't do it in this but similar to what clone wars did when i first watched that and heard like the old wartime newsreel voice coming on over i'm like wow this is freaking brilliant um a war movie why wouldn't you this is what the people back in you know the republic planets would be watching at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or you know, in the movie theaters right. um but this I, I guess you know it's bold but it's like yeah you know what movie you're at do we really need to explain this one to you you know yeah
0: but it just it, it missed kind of those yes it's a st- Standalone Star Wars thing, but come on, the, an opening crawl and main theme has been used in everything Star Wars. I mean, I have every pretty, I've played pretty much every Star Wars game, and they always yeah. have the opening crawl. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the decision at all, Aaron. Um, I thought they, if it if, if it fits in with the serial, and if you want it to be part of the serial, it should have its, you know, should have its own little thing too. And
0: yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. I understand it being part of a standalone and not an official episode.
1: Not going to stop me from going to see it again. No, you know no what I'm saying, absolutely but... not.
0: <laughs> but you know, we, we we gotta find something to complain about. It's yeah, not a perfect movie.
1: Yeah,
0: Heck, I can complain about Empire. So <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that that was about it. The the, the title <laughs> and, and seeing the guys who couldn't get to Tatooine on time. That's about it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the the rebellion is definitely a lot lot, lot, I I can't talk, a lot darker than we ever thought, because, you know, they're not afraid to just upright assassinate, they're not going into heavy military, it's all black ops, is what they're pretty much doing.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, exactly how it would have to go down for the most part, you know, realistically, in a galactic civil war, so um yeah I, it was nice to see that kind of realism um totally um this that's what i really wanted to see with this movie and i've been looking forward to this oh, you know almost more than i have the force awakens and i hate to say it, but in many ways i like this a lot better than force awakens mm-hmm. i think the action kind of put it to shame to be honest with you not put it to shame but i mean it thought outside the box a little more and maybe that's because they were able to, and they knew what they were making and, you know, you still had to keep it kind of fantastical and light in the force awakens for, for everyone. This was made for us older star Wars fans, man. No, no doubts about it. (laughs) And
0: and let's, let's just be the
1: target audience again for a change.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also there's, you know, Admiral not Akbar.
1: Yeah. was he, you know, older brother or something? I mean, well, I was like, expecting to see Lieutenant Akbar show up or something, well, which would have been I, cool.
0: I'm glad he, he didn't, because, well, in the Clone Wars, Akbar was already a captain, so we'll go there. But anyhow, okay. I'm glad we didn't, because, you know, that ship he's on, it oh, yeah. <laughs> gets disabled, and the Tantive IV 4 shoots out of that, so that was just awesome. Yeah. But... Cause that oh just just that whole Vader scene is still just so.
1: Just the space battle is worth the price of your ticket, oh, folks. I mean, absolutely, no and doubt about it. If you watched that ten minutes of the movie, you'd be very happy, people.
0: This was a better space battle than uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi, and that was my favorite.
1: Well, that's what me and my friend were talking about on the way up He said he'd read an article, you know, or a review that compared this with Return of the Jedi, and it. Completely felt like the end of Return of the Jedi, you know, but turned up to eleven with today's effects. And
0: oh yeah, because you had uh, the uh, battle in space and the battle on uh, the ground, just without Ewoks.
1: But the, the prequels had some impressive space battles, but they were too digital for my taste. This mm-hmm. this had more of the feel of the old practical effects. I'm and sure it was all digital, but mm-hmm. just it felt. Slower. You felt the weight of those ships even more, and well, you know, especially when two star destroyers crashing into each other happened. Oh, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, not even crash
0: into it. For, for, we, we, let's let's just talk about this real quick. We get to see Y wings do what Y wings do as yep. bombers.
1: Bombers. Yep. They oh my dis-
0: God. They disable the thing, and then we see. Here's a rebels reference. One of the rebels frigates push, you know, this star destroyer into the other, into the the neighbor, and slices it like a knife through butter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but very messy and lots of debris, butter, uh, which was beautiful.
0: (laughs) Oh, and
1: you know what? I actually, you said you've played a lot of Star Wars games. I, I. Redownloaded Empire at War mm-hmm. immediately after getting home, and, and uh, so I'm, I'm gonna have to play some of that for like the rest of my life again.
0: I still great, play it,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great game. As I, I delete it for space every now and then, and, and then get into Star Wars y move and uh, redownload it and spend far too many of my hours <laughs> playing that game, but it's it's amazing.
0: It, it was the best Star Wars strategy game.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it's a Star Wars movie, guys. Go see, see it. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you spent any money on any of the other ones that came out in the last twenty years? Go see this one. That
0: yeah, I twice. Mean, <laughs> and and the and yes, we say everyone dies. But they don't go out cheap.
1: No, They're, no. I mean, that's there are the exact no cheap deaths. The,
0: the closest yeah. would maybe be Bodhi because of the, but that's because, you know, a grenade lands next to him. Yeah. Nothing much you can do about that.
3: But
1: it was a war movie, man. It was a real war movie. Yeah. Uh, top to bottom.
0: And, and uh, it's an emotional movie.
1: Yeah.
0: When K. When the dro- K droid or whatever his name is, the, yeah. com- the comic relief droid, he's been, you know, Alan. I'll call him Wash because, hey, it's Alan Tudick. <laughs> yeah. So when Wash. um Wash throughout the whole movie has been having this great back and forth with Jin, with Cassian. I mean, he's been a great comic relief character.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a great part.
0: You know. And when he sacrifices himself I mean he pretty much takes out an entire platoon of stormtroopers yeah. single handed literally single handed yeah and when he dies
1: oh it's harrowing it's like friggin Boromir in, you know yeah. I, fellowship I mean, of the ring I, he's got eight arrows in him and he's still fighting my,
0: <laughs> I, I'm sitting next I'm watching it with my mom and she's mm-hmm. crying for this droid
1: yeah, yeah, right. I, I
0: mean she is I, I'm I'm having to dig a tissue out for her. So if you can make you know this is what was missing with, you know, Jar Jar Binks. We yeah. weren't emotionally invested in that character. This was again a complete CGI character, not you know, no actor unless maybe Mr. Tudick was wearing a motion cap suit. And you feel for this robot. Yeah. And the comic relief was better than you know anything we got from three PO. Well,
1: there's also another. I I came up with a theory that I've been working on for a while, and this one confirmed it for me. And Rebels oh. definitely confirms it for me that droids in the Star Wars universe are slowly becoming sentient, mm-hmm. and it's driving most of them insane too. Because <laughs> Chopper is just a psychopath killer anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: can't. Wait. <laughs> it's just, and this, you know, this one's clearly lost a couple of bolts and nuts along the way. And, yeah, and, and three PL's never been right. Let's let's be real about this. And uh, they say
0: it's when they get reprogrammed.
1: Yeah, but those are straining bolts on them all the time, and Jawas zapping them. That's got to do something to you.
0: And you know, it's just when you get start getting into artificial intelligence like that. You know, mm-hmm. and I—I I hate to turn this into a Star Trek podcast, but <laughs> one of the few things I loved about Voyager was how the Doctor, you know, this hologram, is pushing to be real in a better way than Data ever did. Yeah. Because Data's like, "Oh, I want to be human. I want to be human." The Doctor was happy being a hologram. He just wanted to be recognized as a person.
1: Yeah quote-unquote human rights has always been a little sketchy when it comes to droids in the Star Wars universe you know are mm-hmm. pretty much a slave class but we're supposed to also enjoy their personalities Yeah. <laughs> so. they're,
0: they're supposed to be toaster ovens but you know when you start thinking of them as you know they act a lot more than just a toaster
1: yeah you know that's, that's just for you know audience effect obviously when you're making science fiction fantasy movies, you generally kind of put some of the deeper philosophy thinking aside, just for the necessity of moving the story along.
0: And you know, I was not that talking... I
1: wouldn't love to see a Star Wars droid revolt, but you now, know,
0: now I've never seen either the Seven Samurai or you know the mag- the Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Do they all die in that movie?
2: Uh, Have you,
0: if, if you've seen either
1: one? God, Yeah, I've seen both, but I'm mean, in so long. I think for the most part, yeah. Um, you know, even Dirty Dozen. I oh, this that, is definitely following yeah, those. Yeah,
0: Dirty Dozen was... For those
1: of you younger kids, Suicide Squad. Oh, um, oh, please, do, <laughs> do not ever compare Dirty Dozen
0: to the Suicide Squad.
1: Or this, for that matter. Um uh, trying to be contemporary
0: there's contemporary and then there's flat out wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're all following the same recipe and it's the tried and true one. Um, they've done really well on this one. Yeah. Cause they even have to rebel against the rebellion. It's one of those, that's another old one. That's like, you know, the cop that, goes off on his own and the commissioner can't give him leave to, but kind of winks and nods and said, boy, I really wish I could have you go off on this mission to go do this and this and this.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm so but sorry. I'm I, left, I left the keys here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to check and see if the keys are still in that spaceship out there? I think I might've left them in there right in the ignition for you.
0: Thanks to the big red start button.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and by the way, you have clearance to take off just in case, you know,
1: yeah, As long as you pick up a cool name.
0: (laughs) But now I'm thinking, you know, like in Empire, when, you know, Red Squadron becomes Rogue Squadron, now I'm thinking, were they named after, you know, this crew?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I don't even think you have to say that explicitly. It's just that they, why wouldn't you? this is, you know, this would be like, you know, the people that died storming the beach at Normandy. Mm -hmm. They're heroes of war at this point. Yeah. Well, better. Okay, recognize. I'm gonna.
0: I'm gonna have to bleep that.
1: I'm sorry. Sorry, that's, I'm that's, tr- trying to keep it down.
0: That's all right. That's I'm. Hey, safe place to geek out, my friend. I, I, I now that I learned how to bleep, I'm okay. Oh, just.
1: So they name dropped the Wills in this. That happens. Yes. Happened. Yes. Uh.
0: Guardian of the Wills.
1: I can't even do my holy bleeping bleepings in this. now. Bleep, bleep, holy bleep, 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 <laughs> exactly. bleep, If you listen to any of my podcasts with the bleep on, there wouldn't be much to listen to. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to make a joke uh,
1: on that. <laughs> that was pretty much our first almost get out of our seat and cheer moment, or you know, one of them. Yep, uh,
0: I-, I can imagine.
1: Did they Cause... just say what I think they said?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, no, they didn't.
1: It's for, it's more proof that this is just for people, you know, my, for those of you, even though I get the wills did not officially become any kind of canon until the force awakens, novelization, I didn't exactly realize that, but well, um, it's quoted in,
0: it's quoted in the, in the, novelization, the yeah. it's quoted in star Wars, the novelization. And as many things as the EU has gone through with the reboot and the revamp, those six novelizations have always been considered canon. Yeah, yeah. So when it says Journal of the Wills, that has been canon since day one. But, see, I always have a theory that the Wills are Yoda's race.
1: Yeah, I've thought that, too. I don't think they're going to go there. No. Uh, no I almost no. hope they don't. I hope it's something it's, we've it's, never seen before.
0: It's the mystery. Well, I hope they never show it, because we don't need everything explained. Right, We, we yeah. love the mystery, just, you know. like I do, like, who made all those giant Jedi statues? And was this, like, the original Jedi, you know, temple, original Jedi homeworld?
1: See, what well, that's in... Do you ever play the Old Republic? Uh, oh,
0: yes. Oh, uh, actually, it wasn't
1: I... Jeddah in number two, I thought?
0: Uh, Not Jedha. It was Malachor.
1: Okay, I knew they went to, like... Oh, you're right. The original Sith homeworld or something.
0: Uh, Korriban.
1: Okay, right. Man, you get better better memory than I do for these things.
0: Well, I I I still play them.
1: Yeah, I've not played that <laughs> I mean, anymore.
0: I'm looking right at my shortcut on the desktop, yep. so.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've been tempted to go into those again too, but the second one was broken after a while. It upset me.
0: Well, did did you ever play did you ever play it after that fan mod came out?
1: No, yeah, I'm sure there's yeah, there's yep. some kind of good fix out there. Yeah. I don't know if this e- even the, the Steam version goes on sale every now and then.
0: Yeah. Even the official release includes that mod now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I felt that was a little nod back to... Yeah, I guess that... I think that'll be showing up in the, the sequence movies, too. I, it would not surprise me if uh, Luke Skywalker ends up on that planet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and With we him found, and Ray.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's going to... Okay, the one thing I want in the Force Awak- explained from The Force Awakens more than anything, even who the parents of Rey are, and if... Now, I fully believe she's a Skywalker. And if not, well, that's fine, too. I, I can accept it. What needs explained more than anything in the entire episode 7 is how the hell did Maz Kanata get Luke's lightsaber?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a just story like for a story for another time. Story for
0: another time. That's when I lost it in the theater the first time I watched that because I'm like, oh, oh this looks oh, like Sabre. yeah, 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 yeah. She's gonna explain it.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't and, know. And, and Han even that goes. One, man.
0: <laughs> and Han even goes. Where did you get that? A story for another time. I screamed. What?
1: Yeah, it's like well, they know you're showing up for the next two, and it's no biggie. <laughs> I'm
0: like, no, you do and not you're pull definitely... that crap.
1: Well, hey, at least they're not, well, they may still do someone's father thing. Hopefully not the same line exactly. Um, Oh, I mean, we almost got a, uh, we got some really good jabs, some self-aware humor in this too. I mean, we almost got a, I've got a bad feeling about this.
0: We did get a, a, I've got a bad feeling about this.
1: But didn't he shut, wasn't it the droid saying it? It was the droid saying
0: it, and he got it out right before the door shut.
1: Right, yeah. Because <laughs> I went, <laughs> or, yeah, yes! kind of cut him off, yeah. We've, we've got it. <clears throat> I don't think I heard it. there's too many of them. I don't know. So that's almost in every single one of them. Uh, speaking of something that's in every single Star Wars movie, R2 and 3PO showed up.
0: Was there a Wilhelm scream? I don't think I heard a Wilhelm.
1: You know what? I heard a couple that I think were... Definite nods to a Wilhelm scream without being one. I you know I'll have to watch it again to be certain, but I heard some that were altered Wilhelm screams essentially. Yeah, but you know almost put in there for the discerning ear. Maybe it's just my own brain cannon going on here, but it, it felt like intentional Wilhelm screams that weren't actually Wilhelm screams because that's the way I took them. And the sound in the theater I, is like. The best I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, I. What
1: we go to, so.
0: Same here. That's that's why I drive an hour if I'm going to yeah. see a Star Wars movie. I'm not going to. Really my Mine's local... like
1: two miles away. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I I live in a pretty small town. We had a nice eight movie cinema in the in our mall. Well, that went belly up. So now we just have this little two screen dinky theater. It's a nice theater. Yeah. Um, and they've made upgrades over the years. But it's nowhere, you know, full digital, high def, you know.
1: I've got like four. I love this city. I've got like five theaters within five miles of me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I am jealous. <laughs> and you know, and it's not. And I, again, there were so many callbacks to Rebels, to Clone Wars. In fact, I was even thinking of. The very first episode of Clone Wars, where Captain Rex is saying, You know, don't worry about us, sir. The mission comes first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was thinking, Yeah, that's true. We're seeing this in action. The mission is coming first to all of this. Because yeah. we see, re- you know, rebels. No one survives this. All the rebels who go on this mission die.
1: Yeah. Many non-Bothans died in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Many, non- <laughs>
0: any, many non-humans died. Many yeah, <laughs> Many non-aliens uh, died in this movie, too.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a huge number of aliens in this, but the ones they had were very effective, and we see they were part of the team, and there were some great-looking rebel alien characters in this, mm-hmm. even though you never really got to know any of them, but um, they were hard-scrabble fighters. <laughs>
0: I just, I wanted to see a Wookiee tear some Stormtrooper's arm off. I will never be happy until I see that. <laughs> yeah. We keep getting teased with it. And the one, the one time, the one time we had a pretty legitimate excuse for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. After, they were apparently going to go there. They after were apparently, Han,
0: and we didn't get it.
1: Yeah, they apparently, there was a draft that he actually did that, but they... I don't know. All of a sudden, they decided you can't make people lose limbs in Star Wars. I don't know how that happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, 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 let's think here. Yeah, Luke. we didn't get one in this Anakin. movie either, really. Uh, I don't think anyone lost a
0: an we, extremity we did, one. We did see the you know the glowing cuts like we see in Rebels, but yeah, I don't think we saw any you know mutilations.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: which will, but. <laughs> just...
1: Yeah, for, for the good old days of dismemberment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but just, oh, just... And Vader, when he was striving through that, you didn't even need... The, the, the Imperial theme was not playing. It was just Vader's breathing, the lightsaber, and the guy's screaming. That's all you needed. There, I don't yeah. even think there was any soundtrack playing during that scene. I
1: That's really cool. like the score. I, and I don't know if the friend I went with said he wasn't a huge fan of it. And it wasn't Michael Giancano, was it, that did yep. this one? Yep. Yeah.
0: Now, he also did the Star Trek, the new Star Trek scores, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like him. I bought the uh, soundtrack and I was listening to it on the way to the theater. I've been listening to it all day. And it's it's a subdued score compared to what we know. But it fits the tone of the movie.
1: I don't think this was subdued at all. I thought it was well, very worthy of an action. Actual...
0: Well, I had to keep it turned down, so, <laughs> so because I was at my work.
1: Computer, oh, I no, um, I meant I meant for Star Wars. I'm sorry.
0: No, yeah. So I I, I don't know if it was subdued or not, but from mm. listening in the movie, yeah, it was it was Star Wars through and through, and I'm glad because, you know, I hate to say it, but there'll come a day when John Williams will not score a Star Wars project
1: yeah sadly um
0: so we need this a, we need a worthy successor
1: yeah yeah and, what i liked about it it almost seemed it almost seemed self-aware almost in a humorous way the score in that he kept going up to certain points that you recognized from the the williams scores and then he veered away from them at the yeah. last second i don't know if Maybe I'm just imagining that, but no, yeah, that
0: that was probably intentional. You,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it was intentional. I just don't know if I I assessed it correctly or not. But
0: yeah, every once it's like whole-
1: go up to the crescendo of some of the main themes was- in the Williams scores, and then just do something a little, you know, off to the left or the right of it. And I thought it worked out really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an homage without being a copy, you know, in a way. Which you have to homage, William. You just you cannot really do a Mm -hmm. Star Wars movie without a Williams esque score of some kind. Mm -hmm. And you know, as you said, I think they're they're preparing us for that. Yeah, (laughs) the day that's gonna come.
0: And if it's not uh, Kevin Kiner, who's been scoring Clone Wars and Rebels, who you know that season two theme finale from Rebels between the Anakin and Ahsoka fight—that is.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing work, man, and it's it's you don't notice that it's 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 what all great Star Wars scores have done. It's like it's it's so awesome that you almost don't notice it, but yeah, you would definitely notice if it wasn't there because it's so integrated to the action in the movie.
0: It doesn't intrude on the movie; it enhances the movie. it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's the seasoning to it. Um, yeah,
1: like no other movie that exists. I mean, I, I think Star Wars is the pinnacle of that. Of that example. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I've always said Star Wars had three fathers, the original Star Wars. It had George Lucas for the ideas. It had Ralph McQuarrie to put it on paper and sketches. Yeah. And it had John Williams to give it its soul.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guess you would go for uh, Dykstra, too, for giving it the visuals. Oh well, yeah, but
0: <laughs> I was just saying to pitch it so that the movie got made.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean totally, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> because of, if it hadn't gotten made, I wouldn't have an entire shelf full of little Hot Wheels vehicles.
1: Oh, jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went to Walmart. <laughs> they had someone had an end cap hot, hot Wheels vehicles 297. Well, they were ringing up 5 bucks. So I'm like, "Oh, 3 bucks. I can afford those." I um I may have gone a little crazy with everything. <laughs> I know I, I lost count at ten, <laughs> but I'm like three bucks. I can afford three bucks.
1: You get the? Uh, is this the newer? Um, yeah, newer they're, ones? They're, uh,
0: I'm. They're about I'd say four, maybe five inches long. Chris,
1: yeah, Chris just got a grievous one or something, like a grievous bike. Oh, okay. The, 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 the
0: okay, yeah, those are the vehicles that are designed to look like the. You know, have character traits of the mm-hmm. characters. No, these were uh, just uh, the vehicle, the ships themselves. Okay, sweet. It's like scale models. So I've got, you know, a Y-Wing, A-Wing. Nice. Yep. I loved the new paint job of the, uh, I guess they're Saw's X-Wings. And we only really saw the crashed one, so that was kind of upsetting. Because mm-hmm. it is a awesome black and silver paint job. It, it, it's like black and silver tiger stripe.
1: Yeah, it, it's it was beautiful. It was good seeing the old X wings again. I, I don't know if I was a huge fan of of the rework of them for mm-hmm. the uh, Force Awakens.
0: It took me a long time to just get used to the, the way the wings opened up, like those half wings. Yeah, and one behind the other. It, I'm still not a hundred percent sold on them because you know you spend thirty years playing <laughs> yeah. playing, with, playing with these and flying them in video games, both flying them and shooting at them. So you, you know what they look like inside and out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just... Yeah, that's the only problem with any of these films is I just I cannot divorce myself from the, the 10-year-old boy and seeing the first one for the first time, so I never know if I'm giving any kind of objective review or not, but and, I don't really care. And we shouldn't. These, <laughs> no.
0: I mean, Honeywell said it best. These movies are for ten-year-olds. Once you lose the ten-year-old audience, you lose Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I just never chose to stop being a ten-year-old, so they still work for me. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> but you know, I was sitting there thinking now, and I and I went to the movie with a with my friends and their two kids who, uh, as a my trade, I bought them all tickets because they're big Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Still trying to con, and I'm 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 working on. The, the little guy is about nine, and he loves all of it—Clone Wars, Rebels, everything. His older sister somehow has decided to hate Rebels, so I'm working on that. <laughs> she she loves Ahsoka, but she hates Rebels, but I'm, so I'm trying to work that. <laughs> Anyhow, the, I'm sitting there watching it, and on the way home, we're just talking about. It, I said, because I'm thinking, you know, is this movie maybe too mature for this? You know, for this audience. For, yeah. for, for the kids because, But no they enjoyed it They didn't like that everyone died though
1: Yeah They didn't we, like
0: their heroes dying But you know I think that's a good lesson for them
1: Yeah they It's one so which we try to teach people Every you know veterans day in this country So why the hell not You know and, um, Memorial day I should say you, yeah.
0: Well Every day should be Memorial and Veterans Day, but for people, oh, yeah. who, and, and for any person in a service, whether it's military <coughs> or, you know, emergency <coughs> service, yeah. no problem. I can always edit. <laughs> for anyone who's ever in a, you know, military or emergency service, you know, they they always deserve respect, and I always oh, try yeah. to give,
1: give them the My best. point is, though, I think oh, I yeah. probably, and before I actually grasped it as a child, what our own military had been through before I had any significant history classes, mm-hmm. you know, under my belt. That's probably the first way that I, I learned about heroism to that degree. It was movie like star Wars or, you know, old world war two movies that I'd catch on TV. You know, these weren't were real people to me yet, but I, I learned the lesson of, you know, believing in something strong enough. You're willing to die for it from probably said popular culture before, before I even learned through a history class. So it's oh, important. Cool. I think I'm I, i I'm not a father myself. I, I've been with a few women that, you know, have had kids of their own and I've accepted them. I've had a stepson. Um, it's funny. I was with a woman a few years ago who had like a 10-year-old boy who, I wanted to like, you know. Oh, it's like here's my chance to mold a young mind <laughs> to a nerd, you know, like me.
0: We we, we are the dark side. <laughs> yes, to come, we have cookies.
1: And uh, he already loved uh, Clone Wars at the time, and so I'm like, oh, well. Sh- Here's my opening, and I'm like, you know, David, I'll sit down and watch, you know, the first three Star Wars movies with you. I have them right here on DVD and he just didn't want to it's like those are old people movies, you know. Like, <laughs> but this is where it came from, man. You love this show. <laughs> Don't you want to see where this came from? <laughs> also
0: also I, I just hear um that example, Chris Honey uh Chris Hair Metal Hero said where, you know, uh who's Christopher Reeve? And his wife just looks at him you have failed your son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I loved that episode on back to that little thing on back to the bins. That was that was a nice nice little touch. But
2: uh oh.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was a little rough for for you really younger kids, I think. I think it was adequately rated yeah. PG-13. Although there's no there's death, but there, there's it's all Star Wars death still, you know. Yeah,
0: you still see the blaster shots. But, you know, we do see a couple, like... Very the, brutal,
1: though. Very, oh, you yeah. know, unforgiving and said People don't always die well, even though they're dying for a good cause.
0: Yep, and we see, you know, like, the one rebel soldier guy. He gets shot, and he's, you know, trying to drag his buddy, and then, you know, he, he gets shot, and, it, it, and, you know, then he... Stumbles off into, do like an alcove or something in the base. And Tarkin's a jerk.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, guess wh- maybe.
0: <laughs> why did he blow up his own base with all these, you know, art, you know, m- military archives of? Oh, seeking- and that,
1: uh, yeah, at that point though, didn't he? he didn't realize that they transmitted it did he cuz was i think i took it as he was trying to destroy it so they couldn't transmit the plans
0: yeah but still send some tie fighters and just shoot the communication tower <laughs> yeah yeah you, you have a base full of your own troops but again that just shows you know he views imperial troops as disposable
1: oh yeah always i mean uh You know, plus it was an excuse to see the the main ignition sequence again, so I'm not going to complain too loudly about that.
0: (laughs) We see it blow up Jeddah, that city, and I think it eventually expanded to taking out the entire continent. Probably,
1: yeah. you,
0: You see, like, rock being thrown into orbit.
1: yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some nerd nitpickings that one. It's like, oh, Alderaan was the first test. What the hell is this? You know. Well, uh, well,
0: they they said this was a
1: first full, full test. Yes, yeah. fully op.
0: <laughs> yes, because in they and they can get it because in a new hub it said the final checkout is completed. All systems are are operational. Yeah. That not you know, well, we this was just a you know, we we have a six barrel gun, but we're only using one right now, just testing yeah. it. It's oh. nice that
1: it's powered by kyber crystals. That yes. was kind of sweet.
0: And, again, that's a Rebels callback because in the very first season, we see the Empire gathering all these kyber crystals. Yeah. And the Rebels trying to stop them. So this has been good. I mean, they've been collecting these. And I go over to my mom and I say, you know, th- those, are in the, those are what the Jedi use to power the lightsaber crystals. And then they <laughs> say it in the movie. I'm like, oh, thank you, exposition.
1: Yeah, that goes back to the EU and and the video games too, though, doesn't it?
0: I think that even go. I think that goes further back to Splinter of the Mind's Eye because. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think that was the main MacGuffin in that story. Was, I, the,
0: was the Kyber crystal?
1: Yeah, I probably read that when I was twelve. I have no idea what happened in it anymore. <laughs>
0: uh, Honeywell, <laughs> no, that's one of Yeah, yeah he
1: would. Uh, I
0: don't want to
1: call. Yeah, it yeah it oh, it's just so I much. I mean, for what was uh, A to B, you know, simple kind of war movie. They just stuffed so much Star Wars mythology in this. It's kind of crazy. And new ships. (laughs) And,
0: oh, oh, and we didn't even talk about, you know, at the end when the Rebels are hyperspacing away and, you know, Darth Vader Star Destroyer shows up and in the flight path of a few of them and they just crash right into it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Just wonderful madness from from minute one to the end of it.
0: And it shows that the Rebels were always on the back foot. Mm-hmm. Um, they never had the advantage over the Empire. And it took, yeah. you know, a Skywalker to help even sort of balance the field a bit. But, oh, man. I, I wish we had gotten a scene with the Emperor just... Striding down a catwalk or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't go there at all, but
0: but, well, we um, got, but Vader more than made up for it. Yeah, and that Vader f- looked
1: a little chunky. I don't know. I think he was a little bloated in that tank, or maybe
0: well, that that's how he looked in Episode Four.
1: Kinda. I think he was still just a little puffier in this, but. So he had the red eye lenses, he, he which had the was red great. Eye,
0: and he didn't have the neck chain. He
1: okay, had, yeah. He had,
0: the helmet went completely over it. And that just, I was like, yes! That 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 attention to detail just makes it so much better. And again, that's what kind of fed into the whole this is post-Ahsoka fight because of, well, yeah, his helmet was completely damaged and almost destroyed in that fight. So of course he needed a new one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Got an upgrade.
0: <laughs> Which makes me wonder what happened to get another one for Empire. Oh, well, Marvel, Star Wars will fill that in eventually.
3: Mm hmm.
0: I mean, it's filled in everything else that probably didn't need to be filled in. Did, did, did we really need to have Bubba Fett tell Vader who Luke's identity is?
1: When did that one happen?
0: Star Wars issue six.
1: Really? Okay. These are the new ones, right?
0: Yeah, the new ones. And these are canon.
1: Yeah.
0: But the reveal of... It was kind of an impromptu... A little bit of an unofficial crossover because there was that issue of Star Wars and then the issue of Darth Vader following it, we get a little bit more... Since it's Darth Vader, we get his point of view. Mm Mm-hmm. And when he hears the name Skywalker, we cut to the next panel and he's in the... Just like a briefing room on his Star Destroyer, and he just has cracked every glass window in in there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the Darth Vader issue, he just starts thinking about, you know, his time with as Anakin with Padme telling him she's pregnant, how much they're looking forward to it. And his fe- fist is just clenching tighter and tighter. And you see motion lines and, you know, you can just tell he's getting angrier and angrier. Mm. And then you see all the glass shatter because he's remembering everything. And that, cause then it, cause right before the glass shatters, he think he remembers the last image he's seen, which was Padme, you know, pregnant, And being, you know, carried away on her funeral thingy, because obviously that got recorded and broadcast over the internet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if I'm a fan of the new extended universe, as it were. I, the old one was safe, because you could either choose to consume it or not, and it didn't affect everything else that was going to be shown on screen.
0: Yeah, with everything affecting everything, it does kind of make things a little harder, especially like with like video games and stuff. It's like, why can't we just have a Star Wars X-Wing game? You know, it's a big galaxy. Not everything has to tie in all See, things. this
1: movie felt like a Star Wars video game. Oh, it did. In all the best ways possible, in that they were always, they felt like canon, but they existed, you know, just <laughs> adjacent enough to everything that was going on that it was such a logical part of the story like this yeah it, it was just a little corner that we didn't get to see
0: it's all you these know. guys like you know on the rebel cruiser when everybody's having the briefing for return of the jedi it's the story of these guys in the background
1: yeah you know the guys in in the the frigate over there as opposed to the, the mon calamari cruiser over here yeah and we know. got
0: an awesome new mon calamari cruiser
1: yeah yeah
0: with Admiral not Akbar, yeah, <laughs> who probably you know ended up being sushi <laughs> yeah
1: uh, but
0: that that's I was like, well, why isn't it Admiral Akbar? And then at the end, I'm like, oh, that's
1: why yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, you need him for for three movies from now <laughs> <clears throat>
4: oh. and
1: then this guy obviously wasn't you know intelligent enough to realize it was a trap
3: its a trap <laughs> I well,
1: don't know. oh my god Just, um, just
0: so much it, it's Star Wars it it felt like Star Wars it, it we had everything we wanted I mean we had a we had an atST in it we had an we had ad ads. I don't care mm-hmm. if they're at aCTs or Whatever.
1: No, they're um, Imperial walkers. That's they, all I care. <laughs>
0: they're Imperial walkers stomping and people running. Yeah. We never got to uh, see that in Empire.
1: I just, man, I I love the visual style of this this director, man. I thought he did a bang-up job on Godzilla, and I just love the way he shoots things. He's so good at the scale of the planets and oh, just, you know, the, the you, planet shots we got were just... Gorgeous, man! I, I'm oh.
2: so I'm
0: so glad you brought that up because yes, yeah. this movie gave you scale. I mean, yeah, you see, and and it was all like, oh, that's how big this is because you saw like, you know, Star Destroyers against the Death Star, and then you saw that Star Destroyer just hovering over the city of Jeddah.
1: Yeah, so I it thought says, it looked a lot bigger than Force Awakens. In, a, oh. in that way, just the vistas and mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs>
0: now, the Star Destroyer in Force Awakens is bigger than... Yeah. It, yeah. It's It's supposed to be about twice as big. Yeah. Not quite Super Star Destroyer, but not as small as the original Star Destroyers. Yeah. I know because I'm looking at my visual...
1: I, I need to see a big ass uh, space battle like this in the, in episode eight, and I'm sure they'll treat us to one. Uh, I have
0: I have a feeling we will. Yeah. If not eight, definitely nine, because I'm thinking you know the first order isn't the empire. It doesn't right. have the resources the empire had. That you know, Star Killer Base was their big trump card. Oh,
1: so, not necessarily. The the press I've read on it says that there's. You know, there's a, that's the tip of the iceberg for them. That yeah. they still have a huge fleet and everything they've yeah. been amassing for years.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping because you know that was the because I want you know just ship to ship battles. I'm tired of super weapons. Yeah, I just yeah, want. Me
3: too.
0: <laughs> I, I I want and you know Return of the Jedi and you know the battle of Coruscant in Episode Three was good, but we didn't spend enough time with it. Right. It was just that one long tracking shot, and while that was awesome, that was pretty much it. Return of the Jedi, you know, you have all the cuts between the space battle, the battle with Luke, the duel between Luke and Vader, and the battle on the ground.
1: Yeah, and they did that here, and it was nice. I mean, it worked very well. The flow of this was very easy on the eyes and mind. And and speaking
0: <laughs> and speaking of novelizations, when. The shield generator or shield gate, whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, closes and a couple of those X-Wings plow into it and skid across the surface. That is straight out of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, um, in the novel, when Lando says pull up, some of them don't pull up in time. And a few X-Wings skid across the shield generator and explode. Yeah. I was like, oh! And... We got to see, pro, you know, X fire proton torpedoes. We got to see uh, Blue Squadron. You know what, yeah. which was originally supposed to be Red Squadron, but because of the matte painting and you know blue not working, they had to paint it red. <laughs> so that that was great. And,
1: if Force Awakens was like almost a remake of Episode Four, and let's face it, it yeah, was almost the, a remake of Episode Four yeah, in glorious cool. ways, but. Still this, was, this was the greatest hits album of the first trilogy. I mean, this was totally so many little, you know, pieces from from each of the first three movies. Not this, not the prequel movies, but four, five, and six.
0: Right. This was like the director said, you know what? I have the full toy box. I'm just going to pull what I... <laughs>
1: Pretty much, I'm yeah. I'm just going to totally. pull
0: what I played well, with and put it, it on the my screen. My box
1: of action figures on the floor and go to town, yep. Because
0: that was it. <laughs> and and everything felt right now it may be because yes they're the ships we know the ships we grew up with I mean come on we're seeing classic X-Wings and Y-Wings doing what they're supposed to be doing Yeah. and we see you know blockade runners and the rebel transports which I never understood why those things are in battle because I've never seen any guns on them so why the hell are they in battle
1: (laughs) yeah they clearly don't last long when they are (laughs)
0: yeah i never understood at at least the frigates made sense because you know they they they, they're designed to fight yeah these round bulbous transports i never understood why they're in every rebel battle
1: yeah well that was the bane of my existence in uh you know star wars empire at war is if my my fleet i accidentally sent along like all my transports, along with my battle fleet, and all of a sudden they're in battle with me. Like, oh crap, crap! Yeah, going to and... send them to the end of the galaxy, or they're gonna all get destroyed. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and according to the, you know, the trailer and all the information, you're supposed to do that because you know it's supposed to be, you know, landing for a ground battle. But you're like, no, I don't want to do that because they're just big fat targets.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Of course, it was always fun catching the uh, AI with a big fleet and of ground units in orbit and just sending a bunch of X-Wings. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: my oh, goodness.
0: So many. This just... While... I, I'm, I'm you know what? I'm not going to say it's a dark movie. I'm going to say it's a mature Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, I think that's an apt description. Um...
0: It's just like Empire was a mature Star Wars movie. This was, too, because... Again, it felt like a war movie. And it—it, it, I mean, it is a war movie, but it felt like one. The other ones felt more, are more, you know, space fantasy, space opera. This felt like, you know, you have the Star Wars elements, but these, this is
4: a war going on.
1: So this this movie only had one thing it had to do. I mean, what, you, what the numbered movies, you know, we call them the numbered and non-numbered now, I guess. Um... <laughs> They have to serve you know a bigger arc this this was able to be so concentrated and a simple plot, but they were since they had a simple plot, they could just put in so much around the edges to enhance it and enhance the the rest of the story as well. I mean they didn't have to serve any other real plot lines except for the one that they're focused on, but they were able to throw out all these little Things that just retroactively enriches the rest of the universe, you know, just world building.
0: Yeah, I mean, because we, I mean, from 1977, we knew how this movie was going to end. During The Rebels have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal the secret plans of the Empire's new weapon, the Death Star. Uh, yep. Yeah, we, we knew how it was going to end. So, So that's why when this movie was first announced, I gave it short shrift. I'm like, really? The movie about the guys who steal the Death Star plans. Yeah. I don't probably. care. I know how that ends. Yeah. That's and, probably
1: my initial reaction until someone like described it as Star Wars but like saving Private Ryan. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm in.
0: That, yeah, that 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 when I heard that I was a little more interested because, you know, I was like, fresh off Clone Wars, I'm like, okay, I, Clone Wars with Star Wars meets of Brothers. I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. So so let's let's see what we go do here. And then the teaser trailer dropped, and I'm like, okay, I am now interested. Yeah. Then that main trailer dropped, and I'm like, okay, sold. You, yeah,
1: you, we did like a two-hour podcast on just that trailer on Two True Freaks.
0: <laughs> I believe it. I, I believe it.
1: There were like eight of us who were just like, oh my god, this looks so good.
0: Because yeah. we never saw you know, people on the ground fighting AT-ATs. Yeah. We just saw the snow speeders. Everyone on the ground was running from the Adats. Yeah. So when we saw, you know, the the bazooka fire off at one and it just, you know, kind of shakes it off. You know, flinches back, then kind of shakes it off. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, yeah. And then we learned AT-AT versus X-wing, no contest.
1: Yeah, which is nice. But yeah. no,
0: but okay. I was going to say, well, now now I can nitpick an Empire. Well, why didn't they have the X-wings take on the Adats? Because I always they,
1: took it as that yeah they couldn't fly as well in the cold that they didn't.
0: Well, that I mean may, they had
1: X wings there and were able to take off and everything, but
0: the the main thing for that and here's how I can justify it is the X wings were needed to provide cover for the transports so they couldn't be in two places at once so they, you know the evacuation was more important than the the ground fight.
1: Yeah, that too. But they actually the line that uh, one of the technicians says that they're they're actually having trouble adapting the speeders to the cold, that kind of answered that for me, I guess. Like, well, shoot, the speeders are having problems, and, you know, obviously the X-Wings would, too.
0: So. Uh, there, there's just one small theory, one small problem with that. What's that? The X-Wings operate in deep space.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Isn't that the okay. coldest thing out there?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Valid <laughs> point. No, hey, that's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that's why we nerds have these discussions to work out these important questions for you all? <laughs>
3: oh wow!
0: I mean, this is—we'll be digesting and we'll be talking about this movie for a long time to come. I mean, yeah. just like we did with Force Awakens, we have. But the nice thing is, we don't have to—we don't have lingering questions because yeah, that
1: and that's kind of that'll take some fun out of it too. But. Uh, yeah, it's almost—it's really kind of nice having this little complete little story that.
0: Yeah. It, uh, when, you when know, we say,
1: don't have to wait for answers; mm-hmm. <laughs> we got them already, um, and we just—it's its own little thing, and it, it was gorgeous. Yeah.
0: And we learned that heroes can win and still lose. Which
1: mm-hmm. is really is important to have. That lesson in a movie called Star Wars. I think you've got to. It can't all just be, you know, pink lightsabers and unicorn banthas or whatever. <laughs>
0: I-, I was going to say everybody dancing around a campfire and showing
1: nub Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I, this is a war, and the, and these guys, you know, aren't don't have Skywalker or Solo in their last name, so
1: so the the red shirts yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's what this is this was the movie of the red shirts and the red shirts won
1: yeah they got they got their licks in before they became cannon fodder yeah so let's talk about um i i don't remember his name and probably couldn't pronounce it anyway but the guy that donnie yen plays and you know the, oh,
0: the, the well i'll the, just call the blot. we'll call him blind not jedi
1: yeah the the force force monk basically mm. um just spectacular. Uh, I am one with the force, someone... and the
0: force is with me. I am one with the force, and the force is with me. Yeah. Oh,
1: man, that's that's my mantra from now on. Um, seeing a guy beat the crap out of stormtroopers with a staff was something I didn't know I needed so badly until I watched this movie. <laughs> and
0: then the one guy he grabbed and used as a body shield
1: yeah it the was guy
0: just, got shot like eight times, and yeah there
1: was just but we were laugh still hearing, out loud hilarious yeah we we're still
0: hearing him groan. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> he's still
2: alive
1: Well, he's, he's on he's obviously he's the toughest stormtrooper that ever came down the pipe because they're usually one one shot and done, you know yeah, like, <laughs> this guy was sitting there like Tony Montana, like come on, shoot me again, <laughs> and it's my own guys. <laughs> Oh yeah, It was awesome, man, what a great character And that's my only lament Is, man, I could watch a lot of these characters Just in so much stuff
0: Yeah, well, we could get Backstory of, you know, him and his buddy How they met up Because his buddy had a deep respect And I almost Almost thought that he was an older clone
1: Yeah, I can see that, yeah
0: Because of, like, his hand armor Was clone armor Yeah I almost could have seen him, you know, in the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty serious ordinance on him, too, man. Like, had, to, had to carry a bucket full of ammunition on his back <laughs> or something. The
0: the the only thing that stopped him was a grenade. But even then, it's you know, at, at that point he he was like, "I'm I'm coming to see you, buddy."
1: Yeah, 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 man. Good stuff.
0: I just I couldn't believe, yeah. Like I said, everyone dies, but no one dies a punk death. We don't get a wash, even when Wash dies. It's not like how Wash died in uh, Serenity, yeah, uh, where it's just something shoved through. A... We get he gives he gives them a goodbye.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Totally. How meta is it that, that Wash was in this movie, though? Because Firefly wouldn't exist without Star Wars. And so now we have, you know, the pilot of, of the Firefly in a Star Wars movie. Science, <laughs> fic-
0: science fiction wouldn't exist as we know without Star Trek, and space opera wouldn't exist as we know it without Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Oh, but specifically Firefly, Whedon's always said, you know, Mel Reynolds, Mel Reynolds is, is Han Solo, basically. Oh. I
0: so
1: need to watch that show. Ah, uh, sure you do. Yeah,
0: it's one of those I always want to, but then they take it off Netflix.
1: Oh, I think it's it's been up there for a while now. I think um, there's other ways to find it. Shoot, man, you could probably go to there, a
0: there are other local ways. Walmart
1: and find the DVD set for like under twenty these and days. Th- the
0: downside is I just don't want to get into the show knowing it's only one season. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Well, that's why that's why us Firefly fans like to drag other people in and share our pain with us.
0: Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, uh, yeah, at least our story finished. You know, Star Wars could finish with Return of the Jedi. And yeah, but that- for
1: what it was, I mean, Serenity is the movie that wraps it up all pretty well. Oh, that's good. You know, so, I mean, you get your, yeah, you'll wish it went on longer as, as a series, but it's going in if you already know, you know, that it only went 13 13- Episodes, it's I, not quite as painful as kind of the way I discovered it. Because I, I actually watched the movie first, not knowing anything about the TV show.
0: That's pretty much how I, I, I stumbled across the movie first.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you I, go. I so. think it
0: was on Sci-Fi Channel.
1: So I, I went back and sought out the show, and you know, then I'm like, "But there's only thirteen of these. Are you kidding me?"
0: <laughs> I just think it came out at the wrong time.
1: Yeah. It was
0: very. It came out in what 2001.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, if it had come out, you know, like, right after Arrow, it would have, we'd have more seasons, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, it was but just it, very it, badly it, mishandled by the, the network, too. Well,
0: it, it's Fox, let's
3: start
1: yeah. there. Yeah, well, I mean, they just, they did everything wrong with this. If you were just wiki the the history of it, it's it's pretty astounding how badly they handled it.
0: They were like, Well, it's not you're not pulling in the numbers like Buffy. We want Buffy.
1: Yeah. yeah it kinda came down to that. But they never even gave it a chance. I mean, they mm-hmm. they literally, you know, scrapped the pilot episode and, and showed us the next one, you know. Mm-hmm. Or had to craft the next one as like a mini pilot. And nobody knew what the heck was going on. And just, yeah, that, that that that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's mean, a pretty rich universe, I man. You have to have that set up for an hour and a half. You know, for people to even yeah. grasp it.
0: And, and and it's hap and we had examples. I mean like Babylon five. That was a deep universe. Yeah. yeah. But it but it took four seasons to yeah. fully explain it. I'm not saying the fifth one had its bumps. But it was still okay. Of course I still cried when they blew up the station at the end.
1: Oh, spoilers, I still haven't watched all of that. <laughs> well, I didn't know about that. Though. <laughs>
0: well the the it, it made sense because at the timeline the station was like two hundred years old, yeah, so it it was falling apart it it was it was time to you know
1: it's one of those I started watching, and I just it dropped off my radar for some reason i I did that with a lot of shows back in that time frame
0: yeah, it happens to all of us, yeah oh, well, I'll I,
1: get around to it
0: yep, yeah, and I gotta get to bed I'm, yeah
1: ditto on that
0: I appreciate you staying up. Late, and friends, just in case you just to pull behind the curtain, it's almost 2 in the morning
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. we, we start recording around midnight because that's how long it took me to get home So
1: <laughs> uh, it's worth it man oh, I'm it's... dying to talk about this with somebody else because I've been chatting half the podcast I recorded earlier today was gushing about this movie so I have a bunch of editing out to do on that one
3: oh, well,
0: hey, <laughs> keep it in there, there's nothing wrong with Rogue One discussion on your podcast Nope, nope. Even if it has nothing to do with your show, there's nothing wrong with Star Wars talk. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll keep it It'll keep it keep interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Besides, you know, you can always just put it as an end tag and say, "Uh, yeah, you know, before we've gotten to the episode, we spent an hour and a half talking about Star Wars Rogue One. Here <laughs> you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be uh, organizing some other things to do right. on that, too. But I appreciate you having me on, Aaron. This is oh, cool. It,
0: it, it, hey. Anytime, my friend. You're more than welcome. And uh, you know, if you ever set up that five minute freaks discussion for for <laughs> this, yeah, because there's got to be one coming.
1: Yeah, I, I am planning to. Um, I I,
0: <laughs> I just want oh, to. I'll
1: tell you this. I'll
2: tell just you want what i to hear other some people my go, other. It was so good. It was so good.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. There'll be plenty of that. When I I started a message, I kicked it to. There's a bunch of regular two two freakers that. We usually get together for these, so I message them all first, and oh, yeah, as I, I eliminate some of them, I can invite new people in.
0: Yep, yeah, well, no problem. <laughs> Freaks first. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy to be tangentially, no pun intended, included.
1: I'm still gonna hold one. Oh uh, yeah. well,
0: if you if you ever need a sub, I'll sub.
1: Yeah, I think we're. Uh, as we as long either as try al- to slip it in right before Christmas or <laughs> days afterwards, yeah. I'm not sure.
0: As long as it's a weekend, I can do a late recording. If it's a weekday, I do have work in the morning.
1: <laughs> I'm actually trying to uh, really want to get hope on it. And I'm oh, trying that. to like, schedule it around her. Yeah, so, do, do
0: whatever you can to get hope on it. I, Even I think if
1: she's going to – her and Honeywell are doing one for J-Guy and, J-Guys and Jedi, though, so I don't know if she's going to want to step on those toes, but – uh, she, I told her, man. It's like you're my rebels in Clone War, you know. Bridge ooh. from from that to the the old farts like me that you know, saw it, the first one originally. Uh,
0: Plus, I just I wanted knew- her to go. She said to, her, they said General Zendula, They said General Zendula. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I watched Rebels too, and I didn't catch that at all. I guess I never even think of her last name. She's just Hera. So,
0: well, well I, I'm just <laughs> sitting there thinking. I'm just going, ooh, there's an actual Oh, oh, there's the troop transport thingy. And then yeah, it's just Gen-
1: a smorgasbord of. I- I'm just gonna. I'll watch this five times and still be catching stuff.
0: Then, then I hear General Sandula to the briefing room. I'm like, did I just General Sandula to the briefing room? I'm like, oh, hope just went nuts right now.
1: Yeah, I totally slipped, missed that one.
0: So at least we know Hera made it to episode four.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: I'm not so sure about
1: Kanan and Ezra, but yeah, uh... it's, it's an elephant in the room in the uh, in the trilogy. So it would be horrible to see them have to kill people off in that show. But it logically, that's almost what has to happen, and they're not afraid to, man. I, uh, this you know, is... any any fears of like the Disneyfication of Star Wars has got to be pretty much thrown away at this point. They killed Han Solo and and yeah everybody in this movie so
0: yeah well here's an interesting article from comic book resources apparently felicity jones has a one sequel option in her contract I uh, read that. how this option could be exercised is obviously open to rampant speculation but it does seem possible that her character could appear in another of the proposed star wars anthology films uh that would be a flashback or hologram because there is no way in hell she survived an explosion because we saw her die on screen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I read a similar article, if not that one. It it makes sense that they they possibly... Because I think the reshoots and stuff, I think maybe Disney actually did the turnaround that you wouldn't expect them to do, and I'll bet the original draft of this had a bunch of people surviving. And then what? maybe somebody got in Disney's ear and be like, We just you can't do this. It's not gonna make sense. It, you know? it, it would make
0: sense because I fully expected her and Cassius to end up together because once he came back I'm like, Oh, okay, they're gonna end up together but then you know it ends with the oncoming explosion. I'm like, Oh
1: Yeah. Oh uh, wow.
0: They 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 killed the two people who I thought were actually gonna make it.
1: I figured they'd probably off him, but I, I thought for sure they'd probably have her survive somehow and then just, you know, shuffle her away and it's like, oh, you know what? I'm, I've done my part for the war. I'm going to go be a spice trader.
0: (laughs) Or, or, you know, just hang out with, uh, rebels.
1: Yeah. Um, so,
0: uh, we got rid of Ahsoka. Let's, uh, let's bring her in.
1: Yeah. I mean, hats off to him for, for having the guts to do it. Um. So I don't know if it'll make some fans angry or not. Uh, and I said, I, I said this I think a couple weeks ago on some show that it's like, wow, they're they're in kind of a pickle. of this thing somehow, what if this thing makes like more money than The Force Awakens? And they're like, wow, man, we really need a sequel. But now that they, they took the high road and and killed everybody, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: oh, the reshoots, the reshoots are going to ruin the movie. Uh, guys, let's uh,
1: let's. Calm down here for a, yeah, a lot of times it does but I, I read a lot of press on, on these too and it was you know I think I always trust a director telling me things over like a producer and it was Garth Edwards himself saying it's like no I actually requested this guy and Disney backed me and, and what I read is that they you know Disney was like this isn't quite it's not bad but it's not as good as it could be we'll throw more money at you you know do this and you know they they've changed a lot, I guess, and it'd be interesting to see a rundown of what was changed. I'm sure it'll come out someday,
0: or we'll get a commentary from um, Mr. Edwards on the yeah. DVD. It it'll be interesting. I just I'm kind of getting upset at Disney. They came out with Rogue One, so of course I buy the DVD. Now they're coming out with the special edition with all the commentaries and all this extra stuff. I'm like you
1: yeah, jerks. I like
0: I I I love the Force Awakens. I'm not sure if I love it enough to buy multiple versions of it.
1: Yeah, it's
0: not like the original trilogy to me. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but
1: one thing I do like that they stuck to their that they'll stick to their guns is that they're going to let the theatrical versions be the theatrical versions. They they might release some deleted scenes, but they're never going to like come out with the director's cut of one of these. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I respect that because that usually is just kind of a money grab. I,
0: um, I, I do. I appreciate that. The only thing I think I wouldn't mind seeing put back into the mood, especially into force awakens specifically mm-hmm. was a scene or two to explain the difference between the rebellion and the resistance and why they're at odds with each other. The, the resistance in the Republic I should say and why they're at odds and you know the re- they're not working together to stop the First Order Yeah, C- kind of just give, give us a little scene of where we all stand in the universe
1: yeah and I don't think J.J. did that as well as he could have I, I think you could have done a couple I, I said that in the round table for that too that it wouldn't have taken but a couple lines of exposition <laughs> here or there Uh, just to flesh it out just a little bit. And this is where they're going to run into the problem of the expecting everyone to, you can't expect everyone to read the peripheral materials. You have to show enough on screen so people know what's going on. You know, it's absolutely vital. You're not going to get everybody to go out and buy ten comic runs and three novels in the run-up to every movie and it's, it's going to show diminishing returns at the theater eventually if people mm-hmm. are too confused. You know, I'll stop going, man. Are you going to make me buy five books and three comics for every movie I go see? uh uh-uh, I can't afford it, and I'm, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want to get as close to a full story as you can give me for my 12 bucks at the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's my right as a consumer. Yep.
0: So, you know. That's my
1: only, only, only other deficiency with this one is I thought it felt a little, although I don't think as much as the force awakens, it felt prey to what I call like the fast travel curse in that, you know, we get a few scenes Well, we don't get enough scenes in my opinion is that they're traveling between place to place. And, you know, all of a sudden we're into the final mission and everyone's like, Acting like they're lifelong friends, but we haven't got to see that on screen, you know, mm-hmm. or enough of it. I didn't quite buy some of the relationships in this, you know, at the end.
0: Yeah, I, I can buy that because it seemed like you know they've only been together a day, and yeah. yes, they're helping each other, but it. I, the only real friendship vibe we, I got was between Mustache Guy, Jin, and you know, Wash. Yeah. And maybe, you know, Monk and his buddy. Because they had a pre-existing relationship. Right. But, oh well.
1: I guess I just need to see a couple more conversations between some of the various soldiers that we're about to see die. And that'll make them just that much more important to me. And make the their deaths have that much more impact, you know. I just think it's if you're going to go for that heavy drama, you just have to sell it a little more. You have to care about the people you're losing. But that's it. Other than that, nine point five, two thumbs up. Why are
0: you still listening to this? You should have gone and seen it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we better stop talking before we talk longer than the actual movie, which happens frequently in these things. Oh nothing wrong with that. Put it on the grander point i'm getting tired and delirious and i'll start being sillier than i already am
0: oh i've been delirious for the past half hour
1: <laughs>
0: okay well i will see you later my friend and Definitely. you have a great well get some rest
1: you too man thanks T- take care bye, bye. Whew. <laughs>
0: that was fun, wasn't it, friends? Whew. Now, I will say this, and I learned something. When you record a podcast at you know, 2.30 in the morning, you forget to ask your guest where you can find him on the interwebs. So, you can find Scott at the Two True Freaks uh, Network. He has a few shows. No Consoles for Old Men, which talks about video games. Um... Uh, Weekly Heroics with Chris Tyler, where they cover all the great Marvel and DC shows that are on the uh, ABC and CW networks. And also, uh, he does the Fear the Walking Dead podcast. I don't listen to that because, well, I don't watch The Walking Dead because I have a very low tolerance for horror and I like to be able to sleep. (laughs) So... Scott, my friend, I appreciate you for very much for staying up that late with me, and, well, it was a great time, and you're welcome to come back anytime to talk anything. I really enjoyed that Dungeons & Dragons cartoon you uh, gave me, the, uh, you showed me where to find, and I'll just say this, man, that opening episode, yeah, that just drops you right into the show. The, uh, all the exposition and background stuff you need, yeah, that's in the 60-second, uh, title screen. That's it. (laughs) You're just, bam, right in the, like, in the middle of the story. There's no background. So, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) There's no lead-up. It's, so, that was nice. I I can play catch-up. Alrighty, my friends. Well, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so very, very much. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. And in case I don't see you, have a great afternoon, good evening, and good night. Tangents Abound is a free audio podcast. No money is made in the production or distribution of this podcast. Any and all audio clips used on the show are for educational and review purposes only. And no copyright infringement is intended. All opinions expressed on the show are those of the people on the show and probably shouldn't be taken all that seriously and with a very big grain of salt. Feedback for the show can be left at tangentsabound at gmail.com or on Twitter at A H E N L E Y two zero one one. Thank you for listening, my friends. Me and Harley greatly appreciate it. And uh, as a special treat and in honor of Carrie Fisher I'd like to share one of my favorite comedy bits from her where she uh, pretty much gave an impromptu roast of George Lucas so thank you my friends enjoy and for all the young women Miss Fisher inspired this is for you.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Fisher. Hi, I'm Mrs. Han Solo, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic because George Lucas ruined my life. And I mean that in the nicest possible way Fifty-seven years ago, I did his little Star Wars film, a cult film that then went on to redefine what they laughingly refer to as the face of cinema. And now, 65 years later, people are still asking me if I knew it was going to be that big of a hit. Yes, I knew. We all knew. The only one who didn't know was George. We kept it from him because we wanted to see what his face looked like when it changed expression. (laughs) George is a sadist. (laughs) But like any abused child wearing a metal bikini changed to a giant slug about to die, I keep coming back for more. Only a man like George could bring us whole new worlds, populated by vivid, extraordinary characters, and providing Mark and Harrison and myself with enough fan mail and even a small merry band of stalkers. It's lovely. Keeping us entertained for the rest of our unnatural lives. George, The fact that you made me into a little doll that my first husband could stick pins into. (laughs) A shampoo bottle where people could twist my head off and pour liquid out of my neck. (laughs) Lather up with Leia and you'll feel like a princess yourself. And yes, the little pez dispenser, so that my daughter Billy could pull my head back and pull a wafer out of my neck every time she doesn't want to do her homework. I suppose I don't mind. And though, amongst your many possessions, you have owned my likeness, low all these years, so that every time I look in the mirror, I have to send you a check for a couple of bucks. To mention you had the unmitigated gall to let that chick the new girl who plays my mother queen amadillo or whatever her name is she wears a new hairstyle and outfit practically every time she walks through a door i mean i bet she even got to wear a bra even though you told me i couldn't because there was no underwear in space slightly bitter because you my formerly silent friend are an extraordinary talent and let's face it an artist the like of which is seen perhaps once in a generation who helps define that generation and who deserves every award I now spend the latter half of my Leah laden life helping to hurl your way Conclusion, Your Honor, I hope I slept with you to get the job, because if not, who the hell was that guy?